Hello everyone, this is Deborah Richardson and today I am putting the AP in Happy where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. This podcast will give a voice to accounts payable team members by talking about the growing reality of cyber attacks in their world and which vendor setup and vendor management techniques they can apply to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Are you or your team performing all possible vendor validations? Do you know which documents have the key data you need to confirm that the vendor you are about to create or update is real? Be sure by downloading the vendor validation reference list. It also has links to all the resources listed. Download at www. Dot Deborah D E B R A R Richardson R I C H A R D S O N dot com. Vendor self registration portals, as a result of the current pandemic and what may be the new normal for accounts payable or the AP vendor team. Those portals may be getting a second look. So whether you are looking at implementing a vendor self-registration portal, getting back to that stalled project, or looking to increase your adoption rates for your current portal, this episode is for you. Keep listening. Welcome to episode 85, three ways to increase vendor adoption for your vendor self-registration portal. As a previous AP senior manager that implemented a vendor self-registration portal, I have a few podcasts on vendor self-registration portals. And from my very first podcast, which I believe is episode 15, um, that was in January of 2019, where I talked about five lessons learned implementing a vendor self-registration portal, to my last one, which was episode 76, where I talked about working remotely, how vendor self-registration portals can help. And I have a few podcasts in between, but I've never really talked about a big concern, which is supplier adoption. So it was one of my biggest concerns when I implemented the portal and my leaderships and maybe yours too. So taking a partial quote from the Kevin Cosner movie, Field of Dreams, if you build a vendor self-registration portal, will they come? So here are three ways to increase that probability. Okay, so number one is to give the vendors an incentive to use the portal. So why would a vendor want to log into your portal anyway to register and then maintain their own vendor profile when they could just submit your required documents to you, your vendor team, or to the internal employee that they have a relationship with anyway via email, and then they're done. 
Well, so you need to give them some incentives. The first one I would say is they want to reduce fraud against their payments. And let's face it, the other party to fraud besides your company is the vendors. That vendor confirmation call, which may not be enough anyway now in this new normal with the pandemic, it's really scary for them to get when they have not initiated the change because it's really a reminder that other people are trying to get their payments, especially if they have large payments coming. Also, in the case of actual fraud, unless they have the staff to follow up immediately when the payment has not been received, they may not be able to inform you that they did not receive the payment in time for you to recover fraudulent payments. A vendor self-registration portal will give them the control to submit changes to their banking or remit address for checks when necessary and also give them the assurance that this is the only method that will result in changes to their payments. And for that to be true, you need to make sure that the vendor self-registration portal is mandatory. And what I mean by that is some other vendor employee, some other internal stakeholder or employee cannot submit changes via email or hard copy or fax or any other method other than the portal to get the change made. Let the vendor know this is the only way changes will be accepted and then they can be confident that as long as they control who has access to the portal, then they control their registration and all payment changes. Okay, the second incentive is they want payment status and payments faster. So the only thing any vendor really wants to know is when are they gonna get paid? Give vendors a way to check invoice and payment status and a way to get their payments early, either by offering within the portal a supply chain financing or payment discounts option. This gives the vendors a reason to register. It keeps the vendor from having to call the AP Help Desk and reduces the number of inquiries to your AP Help Desk. The second way to increase supplier adoption for a vendor self-registration portal is to target your internal stakeholders. And I cannot stress this enough. One of the biggest surprises that I had when working in accounts payable, whether it was working towards an updated vendor process, a vendor policy, or a vendor registration portal, is that the internal team members can be the biggest detractors. The internal team members, they are the ones that have the relationship with the vendors and they can introduce your portal as good or bad, no matter the functionality of that actual portal. So you need to really pay attention to them and make sure that they are included and kept up to date. So include that large or those large stakeholder groups early in the process. Use surveys, emails, and other ways to keep them up to date on the status and include them on some of the decision-making where it's uh, necessary and valuable. Now, they're not gonna be able to be included in everything because the different stakeholders, they have conflicts, they have different things that they think is required, which may or may not be required. So you don't wanna include them on everything, but you do wanna keep them up to date. So prior to and then after Go Live, you wanna define a training program for them and the vendors and stick to it. A recommendation is to have an open recurring training 
meeting daily or weekly where any internal team member can jump on and ask questions. And you may already know this from other projects that you've implemented that the internal team members will not have questions. They won't read the instructions. They won't read the emails until they need to use the portal. So keep these trainings for the first 90 days at least. So I'll never forget a story, and this isn't even mine. I was at a conference listening to another presenter who was talking about a vendor self-registration portal that they had implemented. And they were having some problems with supplier adoption, and one of her team members forwarded an email from one of the internal stakeholders or one of the internal team members and it was a conversation between the internal team member the vendor and then the vendor team member about you know using the portal because it was fairly new and they needed to make sure that everyone was using it because it was required well the vendor wouldn't use it but when you when that person um, when she scrolled all the way down to the bottom and took a look at that email history and how it all started, I will quote, that internal team member said, you need to use this POS system. And the POS system really kind of got me because um, I knew that I had had some issues with internal stakeholders and you know making sure that they introduced the portal in a positive way. And I knew that that wasn't always happening. And I halfway thought that it was the way that, you know, we designed or I designed the portal, the way that was implemented, but it wasn't. It's a change. And no matter what the change is, no matter how great your portal is, you need to make sure that you get to those internal stakeholders and value them and their input where necessary and also value their training and how they present it to the vendors because it's just a change and not everyone is going to to, um, be positive about that. Okay, so the last and the third way to increase supplier adoption for your vendor self-registration portal is a big one. I could probably do a series of podcast episodes on this one, but it's don't make the vendor self-registration portal too complicated. Um, So do you need to require the CEO and CFO information? Well, maybe, but only if your vendor is in a country, and I think it's only Japan that require due diligence on the C-suite team members if you're doing business with them. Um, But for everyone else, probably not. If you tell, and another thing too, is if you tell your vendors that it's gonna take 10 to 15 minutes to complete the registration when you send them the invite to register, Make sure you test it thoroughly so that it does not go over that time frame. And if it does, reduce the number of fields, reduce the number of required fields, reduce the screens, reduce what you need to do until it no longer exceeds that 10 to 15 minutes or however long you told them in the email that it's gonna take to complete that registration. And you can probably guess if you left it longer than what you told them or it's just longer period. I mean, do they really need to spend 30 minutes to register in your portal? What you're going to be left with is abandoned registrations that are half done that now you're going to have to deal with. 
And here's another area too. Rather than taking the opportunity of the vendor self-registration portal to move some of your team's manual processes to the vendor, make sure you seek out a vendor portal, a third-party provider that can automate that process or those processes for you and the vendor. So a great example of that is the vendor's bank addresses. Now, for those of you that have accounting systems and ERPs, and most probably do, that have a separate table for the bank address, um, like SAP does, then you know you have to populate that bank address for new banks before you can select it for the vendor record. Well, now that you have this shiny new portal, why not have the vendor enter the bank address and then that information can populate that table and save your team from having to enter it separately. I mean, that works well, right? Well, two things, no. One, because I can't tell you how many times we've received or I've received in the past or my team has received incorrect banking information. They send, vendors can send old checks as part of the voided check requirement. They can send old bank letters. You know, they just copy them and, and keep them and, and send them out a million times. What if that bank was acquired or it merged, that branch closed? So a lot of that information can be old. And so I don't know about you, but I had my team and, and we used to check to verify that those branch uh, addresses were still correct. The other piece of that is now you have the vendor and really the biggest piece is now you have the vendor entering in even more information. The better thing to do is to find a third-party provider with a vendor self-registration portal that can populate the bank address based on the routing number. So if you have a portal with this automation, and more, it can save your team from having to do manual entry, it can save your vendor from having to fill out even more fields, and also just verify the accuracy of the data. All right, so those were the three ways to increase supplier adoption. The first one was to give vendors an incentives to use the portal. The second one was to target your internal stakeholders. And then the third one is don't make the vendor self-registration portal too complicated. Now, vendor self-registration portals, once implemented, represents weeks or months of hard work and an additional cost to your company. Your leadership will want stats on vendor adoption. So I hope these few tips may help your vendor portal KPI. Now, if you want more information on vendor self-registration um, portals and actually a portal journey, please see my on-demand webinar recording, A Journey, Implementing a Vendor Self-Registration Portal. You'll be able to listen to the recording, download the presentation, and uh, also a free Excel template for portal candidate evaluation. And I will put a link to that in the show notes. So thanks everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 85th episode of the Putting the AP in Happy podcast, where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy. Mm -hmm.